We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of The Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. The Mark Reardon Show. I hate people individually, but I love mankind. Oh, you do. The Mark Reardon Show. I got into broadcasting because I like to give. Sometimes I find myself hurting from giving too much. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. The Mark Reardon Show is on now. I'm actually thinking of uh, putting on the North Face coat this afternoon in the studio. I don't know what it is. Holy cow. But it's like even more cold. People listening right now, they don't care. You're warm. You're in your car. I feel like the studio needs like some, um, if we had seat warmers like, you know, cars do, or if we we just had, well, I guess we can't have a space heater in here. That would be a fire hazard. But this is one of those days. And Sue would agree with me if she was here, but she's not here. She's off this week. She will be back. On Monday, Fred will have uh, Sue's news coming up here after the top of the hour. We had Amy Mark's scores do it yesterday, but you're back on How deck here, Fred aren't you? Fred Bottenheimer over there. Yeah, I'm, I'm back with the uh, PG version. Uh, yeah, Amy got a little naughty, right, yesterday. <laughs> she uh, she decided to take things in a different direction. Look, I want to I wanna start here, Fred, just by talking about a fellow broadcaster because I, I was at— I was actually at Family Golf with Adam Betts this morning, and um, one of the questions that came up during my lesson was Danny Mac, because Adam knows him very well. I consider Dan a friend. And, you know, the question that everybody says he's going to make it, he's going to be back. And my my standard response has been, gosh, I hope so, because I know it's a major F up. There's no doubt about that. What happened, he was erected, you know, a few weeks ago, arrested for another DWI. He hadn't had one in about a decade, but it is his third, maybe I think even some people thought his fourth. So what I've been saying, and Fred, you've probably been asked this question too. I mean, my personal opinion was, gosh, I hope so, but I can see a scenario where maybe there's a a period of a suspension. Maybe it's a six month, maybe it's like a year long suspension. And then he comes back. But that does not appear like it's going to happen because the uh, the announcement today was he will not be on Valley Sports Midwest at all. And the way, I mean, you read the story, it looks like th- this was deemed a mutual decision. And the Cardinals haven't weighed in here yet. But the headline in the post, Dan McLaughlin out as Cardinals broadcaster by mutual decision. Um, Dan McLaughlin will not return as the Cardinals television play-by-play on Valley Sports Midwest. The team and telecaster said in a joint statement, Dan has been the voice of memorable Cardinals moments for 24 years. We thank him for his contributions to Cardinals baseball, to Cardinals fans, and for many of his charitable efforts. Um, Dan went on to say, 
I've spent the last several days reflecting on my steps towards addressing my health and the well-being of my family and me, and I've come to the conclusion that my sole focus needs to be on my recovery, which I have started, and that of my wife and four children. As a result, I'm stepping away from my duties at Bally Sports Midwest. I thank all the people at Bally for their support throughout the years. I wish to thank them. I'm sorry. I wish them the best as I move forward. I please ask for your patience and your privacy. Thank you. God bless. He said he would have no additional comments. Um, you know, but everyone's sort of, and I know that there are people out there, and I don't want to minimize this because, look, it, this could have been bad. Someone could have got killed. He could have got killed, right? It, it could have been really bad. There's a reason that this is not legal, and there should be punishment. There's consequences for actions like this. But, Fred, generally, the response, I think, that that I heard, I heard it at the Jack Buck Awards last week. We had the Kill Me event on Friday. This came up a few times. They they were hoping for the best for Dan and and hoping that he would potentially still, even if there was a punishment, return in some form on the broadcast, but that that looks like it's not going to happen. Yeah, my relationship with Dan goes way back to like, I don't know if it was the late 80s or early 90s. When he first got into radio at KMOX, I had to teach him the ropes on, on how to do the basic radio producing sort of thing. Was he an intern at first? I think he was. a part-time employee. You know, I and did, then he you know, started doing things on the Blues games yeah. in between periods. Well, he's got a great – I mean, his story just rising in this market is really unique. We did the um, the KMOX profile. We used to do these things on the KMOX side, which was more of a in-depth feature on someone. And I did one on Dan, which was fascinating. And his influence, you know, obviously from some of the greats like Costas and, and Jack Buck, his relationship there was was amazing. So obviously that's where he got his start. He was – yeah, it says here he was an intern. So we're going to take that <laughs> – we'll take the post-dispatch. Okay at its word. Uh, and then in 1999, he moved into the booth on a limited basis and then, you know, basically took it over solo seven years ago. The one thing I would say, again, I, I think that anything I say about Dan is going to potentially be interpreted as minimizing the the drunk driving offense. And I don't mean to do that because I take it seriously. I'm someone who has dealt with addiction over the years, so I have some empathy there. But here's what I would say, because I don't really know that I can be qualified to, to comment on any of that, but I can comment on broadcasting because I've had a little experience in broadcasting. And here's one thing that sucks for Cardinals fans, and one thing that I think is important maybe to recognize with Dan is that he's, now look, he, he's a guy that's talking and having fun the time of his life, which is one of the reasons this sucks so much. He's on the, the television and on the radio, right, bringing people entertainment. But he, he gets saddled in a couple of different ways through the pandemic. Fred, as you know, they took a long time at Bally to let those guys right. get out of Bush Stadium and go on the road longer than they should right. have, right? Throughout a lot the first longer part. than the radio people. I mean, it was almost, I don't know, was it all of uh, of last year? I think it was. Well, until the end, I yeah. think it was. I don't think they ever went back on the road until this season. When I say last year, I mean this, the, the previous right, season. The past season. So not only that, but, and, and again, nothing against um, Jim Edmonds and who, who else kind of, Ricky used to, but then he went to the, the radio side um, Brad Thompson, who am I missing? There's one other person because Al kind of got shuffled to the studio as well. But I think there were three people that were doing games with them. And I bring that up because, look, you, you develop a chemistry with people, right? Now, I've worked with Sue for 19 months. I don't like it when she's not in this studio on a week like this because it kind of throws off my whole vibe and my mojo. Right. You know, we, don't, we get into our rhythms. Well, with Dan, you got a situation where they put someone in the booth with him every other game or every other week and you got to develop and he did a great job did chemistry with Tim Carver for a while yeah I feel like I'm missing somebody else though yeah. as well but uh bottom line I guess it's over the Cardinals have not uh, and I get their news releases so let me just check here and see if anything's come up um 
doesn't look like anything has been signaled so far. You know, for many of us, there's Jack Buck, Mike Shannon, Dan McLaughlin. They've been the soundtrack of our Cardinal memories. It's just kind of sad, but we're hopeful. Yeah, so then what happens? I mean, at this point, Dan's got uh, all kinds of future in front of him if he's not going to return to doing any kind of play-by-play broadcasting here in St. Louis. I mean, the guy basically has become a little media mogul here with scoops with Danny Mac. Bernie writes for his site, so he's got other things going on. And I think that it's a realistic path for someone if he if he gets his life in order, he gets things figured out. He uh, He's a great play-by-play guy, and there's no doubt that he could do games nationally. Um whether it's college basketball games or football or other baseball games. So I don't think that that's going to be an issue moving forward. But this is a it's a blow to his family. It's a blow, I think, to the uh, the fans. The other thing, you know, that he's done, which is why I think I was a little hopeful that maybe there would be some window of redemption here, even though I completely understand why there's not, uh, because of all the charity work he's done here in St. Louis. And he's become a big part of the community, which is why I think a lot of people have, you know, said when, when something like this happens to somebody that you just don't like, you're like, who cares? For example, Fred, if it was me, uh, <laughs> I think that people lack. Yeah, get rid of him. But with Dan, he he genuinely went so much further than he needed to in so many different areas of St. Louis and was there for a lot of charities with events. Um, that's where I think it becomes a bigger hit. But what's done is done at this point, and we'll look to the uh, the Cardinals to issue their statement in the future. But I don't think we're going to sense anything different. So then the question becomes, Fred, what do they do, right? Right. Um, I don't know what the answer to that is. Do you bring in Joe Buck and say, hey— do you have time to do some games, even if he can't do, you know, all of them because he has weekend responsibilities? He's got I don't know what all his responsibilities are at ESPN. They have to use him on more than Monday Night Football because Monday Night Football is going to come to an end in about two weeks. So I don't really know what his contract with ESPN entails, um, but that's someone. I mean, Bob Costas, is that someone who might want to do some games? If you're looking at local people, people right. that are known, uh, there's plenty of play-by-play guys from outside of the market. And I will tell you that I've heard from some some of them in the past couple of weeks, people that I know, they're curious about what happened with Dan, but they're also, I'm guessing, curious about future employment as well. So this is not going to be a job that will not get uh, a lot of attention. A lot of attention. So, I, But I just don't know what they do. Do, the, do you do something along the lines of local or do you go national? Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. All right. Well, we're off and running here. Uh, I'm going to take some phone calls in just a couple of minutes, and I'll explain that momentarily. Let me kind of lay out the rest of the show. Fred's going to do Sue's News one more time. I think we have Jane tomorrow because right. we do have a roundtable. Jane will be here. Um, Jeff Rainford. I saw Jeff last night. Uh, Katie Singfield, Rex's daughter, had a little Christmas soiree in the West End, and I went up to see Jeff and a couple other folks. Jeff Smith was there as well. So Rainford will be here on the roundtable tomorrow. Uh, Gene Evans, also on the panel. We got Kill Me tomorrow afternoon. A little unusual on a Friday, but he couldn't do it earlier yeah, in the week, right? Yeah, he was busy all this week. So we'll get Brian one more time before Christmas. And Bill McDermott as well, Mr. Soccer here in St. Louis, talking about the World Cup. Are you are you dialed in, Fred? Have you stayed dialed in? You usually, usually oh, yeah. stay no, on top I, of all these things. I stayed things. dialed in. Yep. So what, who are you rooting for? Uh, I am rooting for France. Me too. Over Argentina. Me too. Okay, so but I had a— it's not going to hurt me if Argentina wins because I'd be happy for Messi. Oh, there you go. I like that. But last night, here's here's the position that I took, okay? With my wife, who is a soccer fanatic. She played collegiate soccer. She uh, she follows this. I, I have long held the viewpoint, although I've had to adjust it here recently because we have this great opportunity with the MLS team. But, I mean, if I'm being honest, I would have told you for decades, and I still kind of deep down believe this, that soccer has ruined America because it's kept kids from playing football and baseball, and I don't like that at all. But, you know, I've had to accept my defeats with soccer. But in picking a team... 
Do you have to pick a team? My wife feels like you have, if you're going to watch a sporting event that you have to pick a rooting interest. I don't think I don't. really right. I don't. But she she fights me on that. So because of her insistence, I said, I'm taking the French. Right? They may not shower as much as I would like, but look, <laughs> I like I like France. It's one of my favorite places in Europe. Right now, I'd have to say this might be debated after next spring. You know, we're going to. Um, to Spain with a group of listeners to Madrid and Barcelona to finddestinations.com if you'd like to get signed up. We got some spots, but I do love Paris. It's like that's my favorite European city, right? So, will I change my mind once I go to Barcelona? But I like Paris. Argentina, never been there, right? Becky's like, oh, it's beautiful. You have, there's waterfalls there. I can go to Buffalo to see waterfalls, right? That's what I told her. So, I'm going to go with French, the French and, and see what happens. And it would be a repeat, which is, oh, it, yeah, I think see, it's I don't kind of rare. Think, they won four years ago. I think I did hear that. I'm I'm not quite as all over. I did see the uh, the highlights yesterday. It looked like on at one point the Moroccans had a chance to to tie that game. Wasn't one nothing? They had a yeah. an attempt that went off the post. There were the, a, they had a lot of chances in front of the goal that they missed. After the U.S. was out, I don't think I've watched more than like three minutes, and I've seen some highlights of the World Cup. But I think I what, what time is it on? I should know this. What time on Sunday? Uh, it, it says at nine a.m. Eastern, but I don't know if that's an hour pregame Eastern time. So uh, I got to figure out. So it's either. I mean, it's either 8 o'clock Central or 9 o'clock Central. Yeah, it says 9 a.m. Eastern. You're right. There might be a little preview. But that's Sunday morning before the NFL football, which I kind of like that, Fred. That's good. All right. Well, we'll keep people posted on that. Bill will weigh in, obviously. You know, one thing I am curious about, because I think, Fred, you might know this, they're expanding the field quite a bit for the next World Cup, aren't they? I think it's— Oh, um, I didn't hear that. I think so. I think there's some changes because I saw something today, either on ESPN or somewhere else, that that indicated that that was certainly going to happen. All right. Let me get to the phone calls this afternoon, and the the topic du jour is going to be Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this at my own risk and and ask a couple of questions. We have a situation where, look, I think I can put it this way. If I'm Ron DeSantis right now, I'm thinking, man, this whole attempt for me to be the Republican nominee is getting a lot easier than I thought it was going to be because Trump— Yesterday teased a major announcement. Now, this is what I'm going to tell you because I like to keep it real and keep it honest. I try when when Republicans do things that are goofy or stupid or kind of silly, I try to sit back and say, what would I say if a Democrat in that same position would do the same thing? Would I make fun of that person and I'm going to let the Republican off the hook? Because human nature, we like the people that we like. We're drawn to the people on our side. You know, we all wear our jerseys and stuff like that. But I tend to try to isolate these things and see if I would react differently. And I can tell you quite confidently with a lot of um, affirmation here that if there was a Democrat that did something like this for days, teasing a major announcement and then dropped it today, and you had people out there like um, Sarah Carter, who's on Sean Hannity's show all the time, and she says this yesterday on Twitter, wouldn't it be incredible if today's major announcement was that the real Donald Trump was throwing his hat in the ring to be Speaker of the House? Just imagine what it would be like to see him sitting behind POTUS. That's just a guess, right? Well, didn't turn out that way. Here's the announcement. Major announcement. Wait, I need something here. See, sometimes I don't think about the production elements. Let me try this again. Major announcement. My official Donald Trump digital trading card collection is here. These limited edition cards feature amazing art of my life and career. Collect all of your favorite Trump digital trading cards, very much like a baseball card, but hopefully much more exciting. Go to Collect Trump Cards 
Bank.com now and get your cards. Maybe that's why the, you know, the promo of the announcement had him in like a cartoon character, an art piece of artwork of him as a Superman. Well, that- let me let me just toss this out to the audience. What do I know? I mean, I didn't think Trump was going to win the last time, but who in the hell thought that was a good idea? You just and I'm being very serious here. You just announced that you're going to run for president, right? We got a lot of problems in this country right now. So the big announcement. In the aftermath of declaring your candidacy to be the Republican nominee in 2024, when you already were president, by the way, is to go out there and dangle a big announcement. And you have people like Sarah Carter. By the way, I can talk about the, the Speaker of the House thing is such nonsense. And I've had people bring this up. And it is true that he could be Speaker of the House. They could appoint him. They could put him in that. Here's the problem with that scenario. That's a job that you have to work at. You actually have to work. Kevin McCarthy, no matter what you want to think of Nancy Pelosi, there's work involved in that. You have to get people to vote for particular you know, pieces of legislation. You need to build coalitions. No matter what anyone might say about Donald Trump, there's one thing that I'm pretty confident in. He has no interest in working like that. He just doesn't. I mean, he's made it very clear. So that's just nonsense from the get-go. Why would he want to be Speaker of the House? But my question this afternoon is very serious for for those of you who are Republican voters. And, you know, I'm just I'm seeing the, the cratering of the numbers, which to me is encouraging. DeSantis is significantly outpolling Trump. I mean, this isn't even close right now. The Republican support for Trump is collapsing. So my question, very simple here this afternoon, is he toast or is the news of his demise greatly exaggerated? Look, I, I'll be the first to tell you that as soon as you count Trump out, then he gets indicted and everyone rallies behind him. So is there a possibility of that? There is. But can anyone still kind of get on board here and say he's my guy? I, I'm genuinely curious here. 314-241-9797. Jump on in here on a Thursday afternoon edition of the Mark Reardon Show. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Bad timing for the former president on that announcement because he is going to get mocked by a lot of people because you have the uh, the USA Today Suffolk poll that came out that shows that 65 percent of Republican voters now want DeSantis to run for president. Fifty six percent of those same voters say they prefer him to former President Donald Trump. Look, I think these numbers are going to continue to kind of head in that direction. Although, again, you um, give people a reason to rally around him if you indict him. That may work in a, in a different direction. We'll see. Let's take some calls this afternoon. 314-241-9797. Jim, get us started. How are you this afternoon? Merry Christmas. Good, a- good afternoon, Mark. Merry Christmas to you. So what do you think here? 
Well, first of all, is Fred Botnar over there? He has left the room. I know that you're oh. you're Fred's neighbor, right? Uh, neighbor that, Jim. That's I right. just want to say Fred hello. Botnar over there, ladies and gentlemen. He is aware that you called, but Fred's actually okay. someone who does actual work in the building, so he has to go off and after that original, you know, segment, he's got to do things. So he's a busy guy. Well, real quick, <laughs> one of the greatest guys in the world, Mark. He's but as far as Trump, he's toast. <laughs> he's toast. Why would why would you want to vote for him? You, in my opinion, Kamala Harris would beat him. That's how bad he is. His Ooh, name is tainted. I don't know about that. And that's but... how bad. Well, Mark, if Joe Biden can beat him, I don't think he could beat Joe Biden again. Well, I don't I really either. don't. I mean, I don't need. But look, let's face it, Jim. You're, you've called here before. You're not a Trump guy, right? I'm not a big Trump guy. So we're going to be biased. We were wrong in 2016. I just don't think people going back to the well this time around is there. And the polling pretty much indicates that. It's one thing for us to say this if it looks like things are heading in the other direction. But these numbers are not actually going up for Trump. They're going to. They're going well, down, and I think they're going to continue to go down. I agree. Mark, I do like him. I like his policies. I don't like him. In other words, he's like, he's like if you're going to buy cereal, you want it in the good package, even though it might be the same product, instead of in the bad-looking package. His, his, his demeanor and everything, and, and, and the thing with the Trump organization, I don't care if he had nothing to do with his indictment in New York. It's whose name's still behind it. It's Donald Trump's. By the way, I've, I've made the case before. You know, if you take Twitter out of the equation with Trump, I think he has a much different persona with everyone. I mean, he's still going to be crabby Trump sometimes, and I like that when he, you know, doesn't back down do and when he gets to the media. I think that's not the part that has ever bothered me. But I think maybe being off Twitter actually helps him as well, even though he's allowed back on. Richard, you're on 97.1 FM Talk. Good afternoon. Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so for me, all I care about is winning. The Republican presidency in 2024, I, like for what if something happens to DeSantis? One, what if he decides not to run? What if he have a health scare? There, there could be a million myriad other things that could happen. And if we're going to tear apart Trump with a bunch of vitriolic hyperbole, you know, then what are we left with? Well, why do we have to start tearing them apart now? Let's just make sure we... But who's... Let let me ask you, this is a serious question. Uh, And by the way, the concerns about DeSantis are warranted only because um, taking everything out out of the equation, he's not run nationally, right? So this is a different beast. And and I understand that. But who's tearing him down? I think Trump's tearing himself down. Who's who's going to, you know, be blamed for what happened here with the trading cards? I think it's Trump, isn't it? No, you're right. I mean, he's, he's not helping himself. I just mean all this extra piling on looked like it... I love DeSantis. I'd be I'd be delighted if he was our nominee. I think he's fantastic on every front. But it's just I don't know why we have to go out of our way to tear down any other Republicans in a process. Let's just leave the door open. So well, that least- that's ironic to me. Okay, and here's why. And and by the way, I haven't. I don't think that I've done that. But you know who's done that more than anybody else that I know, tearing down Republicans. Ann Coulter. No, Donald Trump, dude. Donald Trump has done the most to tear down. Let's be honest. I mean, I, I think you got to be honest about that because he has. And he'll continue. Billy, you're on 97.1 FM Talk. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me on. I amen to what Richard says and boo to what Jim was saying. I am. Uh, I was almost on the bandwagon about a month ago for kind of bashing Trump for what's going on. But you know what? He is the only person that would have put up with the four years of media hell and whatever else he went through. And he had the guts to stick with it. I myself wouldn't have done it. So I'm still for Trump. He's the guy 
just like what Richard said, I think it's up to DeSantis to run or not, whether he does. So I'm still with Trump for right now. You're, you're still with Trump, but you, you understand that he's got a, a big mountain in front of him that most people, you're, you're like now in the 12%, right? You used to be in the 25%. That number is now 12%. And that number is going to go down to about 6% probably in the future. So I, I don't understand why the loyalty still remains. Where do you think that he's the strongest candidate right now? For Republicans, whether or not he's the strongest candidate, I don't know. I'm just saying that I myself feel like he deserves another chance just because of what's gone on these last four years and what's even coming out right now with Twitter and other things. You know, uh, he should have been, he should have won in 2020, in my view. China, Fauci, and our government decided to not have him win by having the pandemic. That's my opinion. Okay. Well, I I don't even think I could. I got nothing to say on that. I mean, it's Christmas time, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I'll say. Merry Christmas. I'm going to I'm going to just take a different tact. It's a new kinder Mark Reardon for 2023. <laughs> Cindy, you that's nuts by the way. Cindy, you're on 971 FM Talk. Merry Christmas, Mark. <laughs> Hello. Hey, I think he's pretty much toast, at least in my book. I voted for him both times. I liked what the one gentleman said about his policies. I didn't like some of the things he did and his ultra ego a lot of times, but I know you have to have a pretty good ego to be in the White House, but we need well, Let me tell you, let me assure you something. There's nobody in politics that doesn't have a monster ego. It's sort of like being in the media. They come hand in hand. I, I would agree with you. We need different leadership, younger leadership. He's had his day in the sun, and I just – DeSantis would be my guy at this point. Okay, but let, let me go back to what the previous caller said because maybe something does happen with DeSantis. Is there somebody – I think there are other choices out there, right? Is there anyone else you think that could kind of – handle this like in the Nikki future. Haley. I know right. she's not as, but as a female, I think she's a very intelligent. I love her. I like Nikki Haley a lot. I don't think that's a bad, um, you know, if you want to DeSantis Haley, who knows? They kind of maybe are A players and neither one of them should be vice president, but I like both of them. We'll see what happens. Mike, you're on 97.1 FM Talk. Go ahead. Hey, Mark. Thanks for uh, taking my call. I'm going to echo literally every word that Cindy just said um, in in context about the man voting for him twice. But, you know, where he went off the rails and everything. Um, is he toast? Um, is he ever going to be president of the United States again? No. Is he done to the point that he can't sit there and just be the huge uh, grenade that explodes everything for the Republican Party and dictates everything that happens in the 2024 election? Sadly, I'm afraid he still is. But wait, wait, let's stop there, because why Why couldn't here, – here's another let, – let's because I'm the new kinder, you know, more positive glass half full Mark Reardon, Mike. Why not say there's an opportunity here for Donald Trump to not be the guy that he would be during a campaign and say, look, my time has passed, but let's push forward. It's too important for the country right now. See, I think what people want is they want someone to put the country first, and I think Trump did that in 2016. That was one of the keys to his victory, and, and I absolutely have respect and appreciate that. 
also for the Supreme Court picks and the policy and all of that. Don't misinterpret that. But I think there's an opportunity for Trump, and we always hold out hope for this, to come in and say, look, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a big part of this Republicans taking back the White House. I'm just not going to be the guy on the ballot. Now, I don't know if he has it within himself to do that, but I'm not asking for him to completely go away. I think he could be a positive force in getting DeSantis or whoever else elected next time. Mark, I think that I agree with you completely. I just don't think he's capable of well, doing that because we've waited yeah. time and time again. And and I want to just take everyone back real quick to January 5th, not January 6th, January 5th. Why did the Republicans not have the Senate the last two years? Because Donald Trump took taking out Brian Kemp in Georgia and badmouthing that and his self above the well-being of the Republican Party, above the well-being of the country. And unfortunately, every time he's had the opportunity to rise up and put the party and more importantly, the country first, it's been about Donald Trump. And so you're absolutely right. He could be a kingmaker, but he wants to be the only king. I I wonder what the what you know, there's similar issues here with uh, with the vice president moving forward as well, because if the writing is on the wall and if the numbers continue to be this way and if Trump's not going to rally somehow and get a bunch of support, if if he's the guy that is the choice, people are going to go with Trump. But if DeSantis and others are out there. So what's the exit policy for him in the future? I don't I don't know what that is, because you're going to have to save face. And he's not the kind of guy that wants to go out that way. He won't go quietly. Rob, you're on 97.1 FM Talk. Good afternoon. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Merry Good. Christmas. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, you know, I mean, as a, as a student of history, as a history teacher, you know, unfortunately, you take a look at somebody like a Trump who extraordinarily narcissistic, right? And the problem, I think, is I don't think he's going to go away. That's evident with him making that announcement. And let's say you get a DeSantis or a Haley. And, and, and you know, I think it's still way too early to, to see who else is going to be out there, right? They're probably holding their cards close to their chest. Sure. But, but the problem is, I, he, he, even if he doesn't get the Republican nomination, who, what's stopping him from going third party? And that's just going to completely destroy, you know, any chance the Republicans have because it's going to divide the party. I think you know, historically, go back to 1912 with, with William Howard Taft and, and uh, Theodore Roosevelt. I mean, Woodrow Wilson walked into the White House, right? So yeah. there's so, it, it can it, be it, messy. It, yeah. It, well, it, and that, that, then the question becomes, are you putting the country first or are you putting yourself first? And that, that's where I think the former president needs to, you know, dig deep down on that. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. You know, I mean, you're right. He could he could be he could sit back and say, hey, this is the guy we need to rally around. I had my time in the sun. But you know what? We're gonna, the, the country needs to come first. And if he does that, I think, you know, I think a respect, there's a huge respect maybe for the guy that that might be resurrected. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I voted for him in 2016. I voted for him in 2020. I thought he was the better of the two options. Um, See, I'm the I'm the weird guy that didn't vote for him in 2016. I just I, I wrote down a friend of mine from Wisconsin. I voted for him the last time, though, just because I yeah. I couldn't stomach the other option. And I think we're seeing that manifest itself right now. But thanks for the call. Uh, Marvin, you're on 97.1 FM Talk. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas um, to you. Your callers are on fire. Man, making some great points. Um, I voted for Trump both times. Uh, I'm if he runs again, I'm I'm not voting for him. I'm hoping for a DeSantis, uh, Nikki Haley, or DeSantis Cruz. That you know something like that. Um, there was a there was an episode of Happy Days where Fonzie took his motorcycle and and he jumped a shark, and and that's been 
And so, well, yeah, that, so this is a good analogy that'll... because I think today's a yeah. good example of jumping the shark with the trading cards. You can say it's yes. tongue in cheek and it's kind of a Trump tongue in cheek thing to do. But in the aftermath of making an announcement that you're going to seek the White House again, you'd think that maybe the expectations would be a little different. But that's a good analogy. Yes. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling. Jump on in here. 314-241-9797, a Thursday edition of the Mark Reardon Show. Hang in there. Fred's going to do Sue's News in the next hour. we got some time for some more phone calls here at uh, 241-9797, talking about Trump and whether he's done or not. Never count him out. However, it's a weird thing right now, a lot of weird stuff happening. Kathy, hi, you're on 97.1 FM Talk. Good afternoon. Um, Mark? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I. My answer is, I hope he's toast. I fear he's not, but I hope he is. I'm one of those. I voted for him twice. I like his policies. Don't like him. <laughs> Never did like him. Still don't like him. But I do think he was, his policies were right on. But I think he is. Uh, well, you're in the camp that I think a lot of people were in. I mean, you held your nose twice, right? And I think a lot of people did that just given the choices. And I, I completely understand that, certainly the first time with Hillary. But there, there, there comes a time. And look, you're, now you're in a position. I think what, what's happened, and I've seen this develop over the years. Um, I'm at great risk here alienating listeners because I'm not a Trump person. I'm kind of breaking bad on him right now. But I'm sensing that the time is right because I think people are peeling back appropriately because it's time to move forward. Well, right? he's. I'm just afraid his ego won't allow him to do what he should do, which is just, well, I would love to see him back. I'm very impressed with DeSantis. I'd like to see him back DeSantis or just back the Republicans in general. I do think he did a lot of good, but I think his personality is just too toxic and tiring. He's he's tiresome. Yeah, because look, I think you would agree, Kathy. Let's look at a couple of stories in the past couple of weeks. Here's where I would love to have Trump back with the Brittany Griner thing. In fact, I think there was even some information that, you know, that that deal would not I think we all know it would not have gotten done if Trump was in the White House. So there's no, there's an issue of toughness either. that is is certainly missing when it comes to and, and people were drawn to that. Whether you disliked his behavior or not, you wanted someone that was tough and not going to take, yes. you know, grief from people, especially the media, because in dissent, but DeSantis can do that. You know, he's whether he's yes. modeled himself after Trump or that's just Ron being Ron. I don't know enough about him when he was in Congress or when he was rising up the ranks, but it's certainly a winning. You know, it worked for Kerry Lake to a certain extent in Arizona. It's working for mm-hmm. DeSantis because he's good at it, too. Right. I, I just think and I do think DeSantis could handle the media. I think they would be vicious with him as probably as vicious as they were with Trump. But I think DeSantis could handle the media in and make it more palatable, make him more palatable. Than you know, I was with some people who uh, last night who were in Florida and they're, they're not Republicans and they could not have said better things about the way DeSantis came out of the hurricane and the way that he managed government in Florida. So there, there's that aspect, too. <laughs> some people, you want to look at personalities and all this stuff, but there's actually someone who gets things done in the way that DeSantis did in Florida when really those were basic responsibilities of government. All right, we got to get some Trump folks involved here. Jeremy, you're on 97.1 FM Talk. Hey, Merry Christmas, Mark. Uh, there, is a, there is a problem, I think, that a lot of people are overlooking, and uh, that's the swamp. Uh, President Trump, when he came out to Washington, D.C., he uprooted everybody's philosophy and game plan and uh, detonated, just, just destroyed the swamp, and uh, the people that clung to it or couldn't escape had to get out in 18... And, um, you know, it's going to get bad, I think, for DeSantis on the fact that you've got the swamp 
that is wanting to put their meat hooks into him now, suck him in, and then allow uh, to, to battle President Trump because President Trump is, is their enemy, Republican or Democrat in D.C.? I understand that. Uh, I don't know. So I guess what I'm hearing is you you think that they'll latch on to DeSantis to make him more of a mainstream establishment candidate. I mean, to fight Trump. Yeah, 100 percent, because I've, I've been out there in D.C. for many years and uh, I was uh, with HMX one and I got to see it. It's it's nasty. It is. Yeah. Look, I've, I've been I've been if, if people if the American people could go to D.C. and just hang out for just a little bit and see how dirty it is, they would have a completely different view of politics, wouldn't they? Mitch McConnell is a swamp master. And uh, if you like him, hate him, whatever, Mitch McConnell is the swamp. And a lot of people don't realize when you get an assignment out there, uh, no matter if you're in the Senate or the House, you actually have to pay to be on these committees based upon the committees you're, you're participating, you know, you're participating with. And, uh, Everything is, you know, fluid, and it's it's nasty. Well, I don't know what you, I, I'm not sure exactly what you mean there, but you, you... well, well, for example, if you're going to be on an A committee, you're going to be on a pharmaceutical committee. You got to pay X amount of dollars into the RNC, DNC, whatever team you're on. If there's money flowing out there that a lot of people don't even realize, well, right, it's all. But you know, in other words, donations and in, in the way the swamp works. Yes, to to your point, that is correct. But thanks for the call, Joe. You're on 97.1 FM Talk. Good afternoon. Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. I, uh, my best uh, scenario would be that Ron DeSantis and Trump both run, and at the last minute, Trump drops out. That will keep the heat off of Ron DeSantis from the media. <laughs> oh, okay. But, but then Trump buys the company that runs the uh, polling booths. That would set the liberals' hair on fire. <laughs> Like you wouldn't believe. Wow. Joe, Joe's getting very creative here this afternoon. I guess I can appreciate that. Anthony, you're on 97 FM Talk. Good afternoon. Hi, Mark. How are you? Good. Good. First, I would like to say that I think you're completely off about the, uh, the China virus. The only purpose for that China virus was to jip Trump of the presidency because we all know he won. Uh, okay. I can't, Se- even, I, can't even, like- I can't even tell if people are being sarcastic or not at this point, but go ahead. Secondly, I'd like to say that I'm a gigantic Trumper. I don't know anyone who is who is drifting away from the Trump. I think you are possibly uh, using your platform. To no, try. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. You don't know anyone? Have, you think I'm just making the calls up here this afternoon? I've taken about 10 phone calls from people who voted for him twice, and they say they'll never vote for him again. The polling is pretty clear. I mean, you can say certain things, Anthony, that I guess I'll let you get away with, but you got to base them in some semblance of reality and you're not doing that the reality is that the which is by the way pretty typical of the cult but go ahead they're wrong if you look at the senate calls they're wrong wait what what's what was wrong what what's wrong exactly all the polls for the presidential election and for the senate and for the house all of them are wrong they were all wrong the polls. Oh, they weren't a month ago were, were the polls wrong in 2020 Yes, they were way off. They were way off? I don't think they were. I think you should look at that polling a little closer. I mean, you could look, dig down into states. But so your contention is, just to be clear, Trump's stronger than ever. No backing down. All of the polling is wrong. And everybody that called my show here in the last hour, I don't know, are they made up? Did I plant those callers or what's the deal? Just out of curiosity. Absolutely not. But like I said, you're using your platform to 
to try to drift people away from Trump. No, I'm not. I'm trying to amplify the people who have drifted away from Trump. And by the way, I think I've successfully done that here this afternoon. Merry Christmas. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.